Matt. And this is Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. We, of course, are the show that loves to talk about comics and introduce new people to comic books. But that's uh, not happening today. No, certainly not. Uh, we have a great guest with us today that will be also joining us for next week's book club episode as well. Um, We're going to be living in my office for a whole week. Yeah. Because these are live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, I thought people understood that. Every time, no, they, if you go back and re-listen to an episode, I've we got get a text. A sleeping bag, yeah. I got, I brought my toothbrush. <laughs> and you're right. wearing, you have all of it on your back. That's right. We're sitting, you can take the backpack off. Yeah. Just, by the way, uh, I need a copy of the keys, because I do have work in the morning. Uh, oh, no, 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 that's, no, we... Matt has my spare copy, so Yeah, and I actually had to give it. it to my boss at work. Okay. So You know, I'll just call in sick. Yeah, yeah that works. That works. Uh, joining us right now, the very funny, very talented Timmy Wood. Timmy. Hi. Thank you for having me, guys. I've been I've been excited to come on the show for a while. Ooh. We've been, I feel like, y'all, we've been hinting with it, about it with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and this was, uh, uh, we met, we met doing a show, an improv show, uh, in the basement of the Triple Crown Bar. We were assembled together. Like yep. the Avengers or a blind date. Yeah. yeah. It was more like a blind date. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Is, is the Avengers like a superhero blind date movie? Kind of. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Based in chaos. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think, I think, story. I think I'm going to stop comparison. derailing conversations into talking about the Avengers for a little while. Okay, uh, but no, yeah, we were uh, we we did a we did a show and we didn't know that we were paired up to do it and we had a really great time performing and then uh, and then found out that we both loved comics yeah. and that you are also a contributor for iFanboy. Yeah, I am as well. And I found out that I I, I just I think saw that y'all had the podcast right before that show like that afternoon. Oh, and so yeah. I, I brought it. Up. I was like, oh, you have this comic podcast. That was early on, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in, like, June. Okay. Yeah. I think y'all had it for a while. I just hadn't noticed it yet. Time is flying. Yeah, we're all by really quickly. No, we're we're all aging. No, I know. I'm growing a beard as we speak. We're going closer to death every day. My arthritis in my (laughs) hand is hurting more and more as this conversation progresses. (laughs) What? I jacked up my toe something fierce on Friday. You literally did. Yeah, Yeah. I was met with my own mortality. (laughs) You, (laughs) your body is weak. What did you bang your toe on? I was walking upstairs and I tripped upstairs. By the way, were you, were you wearing like flip-flops at work when that happened? Uh, No, Adidas Sambas. Oh. I think so. Okay. Bad shoes. <laughs> They're good, um, but I read a whole lot of comic books. On yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, but Timmy, uh, so so you you contribute at iFanboy. How's yeah. it going over there? It's going great. It's a it's a great website. I it's it's my favorite comic book website. Yeah. On the okay. Internet. On okay. The internet, cool. I, okay. I feel like I feel like CBR, which is I'm sure listeners knows Brett's yeah. home base of writing. I feel like iFanboy and CBR were like. We're, um... They do different things. We do, we do different things, and we're both cool with each other, yeah. you know? Well, that's the thing yeah, that yeah. I, I realized when I... I think last year was the first New York Comic Con I went to with a CBR press badge. And I was 
overjoyed to have people not give me shit. When it's like, oh, I'm from CBR. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Whereas before, when I would say, oh, I'm from Wizard. Yeah, they're like, oh, so your name's Dirtbag Jackson, is yeah. it? So what? So what? Batman's character of the year again, huh? It's like, <laughs> is I'm that not, it? Okay, no, I didn't. I wasn't even there when they did that, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, all these price guide prices are completely yeah. jacked. I do like that Toy Fair. That's a funny thing. That is that's a funny thing. Accurate. It's funny. 100% <laughs> I love when them toys talk. People only let no one ever said anything bad about Toy Fair was always wizard. Um, so yeah, like, so I, I I love iFanboy. I read it. Yeah. I use it. And some of some of the CBR writer or <clears throat> uh, Sonya, she used to write for iFanboy. As okay, well, yeah. So we have like a shared. Yeah. You know. Uh, there's not a lot of animosity unless you well wizard is gone so i feel like everything else because even like marvel.com uses like me and paul montgomery and like alex zalbin like a whole bunch of us all write for also marvel like there's a lot of yeah and zalbin writes for mtv geek yeah although i think actually and ali writes for mtv Geek too sometimes you know like uh you know it's it cbr and i fanboy and comics alliance and the beat they're all like oh, yeah. we're all kind of friends of each other and yeah i think there's only maybe two websites i'm not going to name them that people <laughs> are, if you say you work for there people are like huh i don't know <laughs> yeah well the thing is though too i feel like i feel like the comic book industry in general is too small and doesn't make enough money oh, for God. anyone to hold <laughs> yeah, animosity yeah, against mad. each other yeah. exactly yeah or to be assholes like the Seamus Brothers. Oh my yeah. goodness! I mean, is, we got to do a Wizard Expose episode sometime. <laughs> oh man, uh, I that—that's one that I'm probably just going to sit and listen. Yeah. Say, yeah. I, I have no, I have no story. What was it like? Have, have you have you gone over this already? That's fine. No, right? we've not talked. What was it that like much? working for Wizard? I mean, Wizard is something okay that <clears throat> I think is a part of every. <clears throat> Like, yeah. as much as you may not want to admit, it's a part of every comic book reader's it life was, that's probably our age. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. a godsend. Yeah. Oh. It was a it's finding Before there were websites yeah. talking about comics, there's Wizard. And them realizing, them not realizing that websites were making their magazine obsolete is what did them in. Oh, no, totally. And, and the thing is, too, the concept of Wizard itself uh, uh, blew the doors off of my tiny, feeble brain when I was a kid, too. Yeah. I remember... I was, it was like May of 1992 seeing issue six with Cable and Shaft, and that was like the first issue <laughs> I ever saw. Was it drawn by Liefeld? It totally was drawn by Liefeld. It was there... actually, here's the other thing about that. They used to, they used to clothe any character on the cover in... in wizard Guard. In, in wizard wizard Guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there were framed, there were like framed uh, prints yeah. of all those first covers in like our conference room. Yeah, and by issue the 12. Spider-Man one. Yeah. It's Tacky. like a Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. yeah. And then by issue 12, there was like a C and D on them doing that. And that issue created really? a lot of controversy because Shaft and Cable were not... Like, Marvel did not authorize Cable to be on the cover with oh, a character man. from another magazine or from another company. Yeah. We even though it was creator-owned and technically didn't exist yet. Uh, there was a, a big shitstorm about that. And <laughs> it just... It, I never knew that there was a book about comic books and not only yeah. that it had coverage from Toy Fair that year or uh, from the New York Toy that Fair that was the only way to see like yeah. they're, they're trying to make a husk figure yeah <laughs> yeah you'd see the prototypes and yeah. you'd be like oh my god oh, there's a cable figure yeah, coming that and, blew my mind yeah. I, the so, first like, wizard cover I remember 
is the one that was like sexiest women in comics. That's <laughs> why was this is Wizards, but definitely like, not, not shining moment. Not female <laughs> creators. Was, no, women don't make comics. It was like it was like Just Witchblade cool. and Rogue, and they're I think they were drawn by I don't know who, but it was yeah. very uh, yeah. not appropriate for children. Yep. That was the thing that I was like. Oh, and that was the first issue of... I bought because I was like, I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, fifth grade, I think. <laughs> oh yeah. I uh, I think mine was the 30th anniversary X Men magazine, which oh, really? I remember seeing. Like, I was at like Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg, Tennessee, on vacation with my parents, and we were at some bookstore. Time out. Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge. Pigeon. Oh, I'm sorry, I mispronounced it. Pigeon Forge. <laughs> yeah, well, what Pigeon, Forge. Pigeon Forge? That's the name of the city. Oh, Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge sounds like if they, you know, like how Animaniacs did the good, good feathers? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they did that with the X Men. Yeah. Pigeon, I, Pigeon Forge. Forge. How am I has not a metal, Has a metal wing. Yeah, and a, and a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a weird ponytail and a mustache. <laughs> yeah, well, and it disappears for like a decade. <laughs> yeah. For comics. Yeah. Oh wow! I never even thought about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, and this is coming from someone who comes from a town called Beaver Falls. Uh, that I'm making fun of another <laughs> yeah. town at all. Please continue. Uh, but I got that, and I was like, "There's a whole magazine about like the history." This is the first time I ever found out there was a character named Cipher and that he was dead, like or magic that Colossus had a sister. And I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" So like when I and in sixth grade, uh, you know, you had like. Uh, the fall photos you'd get at school that we put in the yearbook, and then you in the spring you had spring pictures, which was where they would put you in front of like a fence or give you a crayon or do something stupid. That put you in front. Wait, we had one crayon, like a tiny crayon. Okay, it might have been lying about the crayon. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but they would give us props. Imagine it was a giant yeah, crayon. Yeah, in my head okay. I was going giant crayon. Okay, okay, but that makes never more actually sense. But it was like one of those, like, they would have, like, a fence prop, and you have to, like, okay, now put your right foot on the bottom rung of the fence, now lean over it, tilt your head, like, that kind of bullshit. And you, your parents would pay money for it to have another picture of it. Yeah. Uh, the one in sixth grade was bring your, like, bring your favorite book or something. Sure. And I brought the issue of Wizard. You didn't it. bring a comic. <laughs> no. You brought a, a book, Wizard. a magazine about comics. It's like, yeah. instead of bringing... Instead of bringing your favorite, like, uh, I, instead of bringing a, like, iRobot book, you just brought, you know, like a sci-fi yeah. anthology yeah. magazine. No, it's not the curse. It's the return of the curse of the creature's ghost. It was, it was the, it was the Andy Kubert Magneto cover from the, um, from the series of X-Men trading cards where it was just the Kuberts, Joe, yeah. Andy, and Adam. Yeah. yeah. It was that. So I might have just liked the cover because it was really, it was computer coloring in 1996 before oh, that sure. was a thing. Uh, so when I got to Wizard, I told people that, oh yeah, I got my sixth grade photograph taken with a Wizard magazine, and Dan Riley, who had been like the staff photographer and researcher for almost the beginning, was just like, oh fuck, like, <laughs> oh, I'm too old. Uh, and it was, I was only there for a year, and I had a weird experience of I was, uh, the associate editor of the conventions department. Okay. Because they were trying to take the editor, like put an editorial focus in their comic conventions. Because before I was hired, the comic convention Wizard World department was just people who don't know anything about comics, who like just book who they tell them to, and just try and get as many wrestlers and shitty celebrities to the yeah. shows as possible. Uh, they wanted to up the comic book content, so they hired editorial staff. Guys, 
We got Bruce Dern and <laughs> Doink the Clown. Doink yeah. was there a couple times. I believe uh, it. Fucking Virgil. Virgil! Uh, Virgil charges like $20 for an autograph, yeah. too, and he is never happy to see you at his booth. Who Lou Ferrigno has been at every comic convention oh, yeah. I've been at. Yeah. Every single one. Lou Ferrigno Lou inv- invited everyone in his, um, in his uh, Rolodex, his like address book. In his email address book to a cruise. Like one day, <laughs> he I just got this email like, "Here's this cruise I'm going." All in all caps because that's Lou Frigno. Wait, are you serious? It's all, it, it yeah, really wasn't it was all just caps. Like, hey, friends, I'm going on a. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Uh, I'm going on a cruise. Here's the link. Please come or something. And I turned like to my because I was working with Adam Tracy, who they promoted from Toy Fair, who is now working at Archie as publicity. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I turned and I was like, did you just get invited to a cruise with Lou Frigno? He was like, yeah, everyone did. And it was not, it was not BCC'd. It was just like everyone. <laughs> oh, man. Was it called Cruise Ferrigno? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Crew Ferrigno. So, uh, so you, worked, you worked editorial for the conventions. Yeah, which was cool because I, I was in charge of basically figuring out who we were going to invite to shows, like comic book creators. Yeah, and you could um, be like, you should get, you know... Yeah, we would try Real to, like... writers and artists. Yeah, we would see, like, who had the hot books, who was local. We would also try to book in pairs. Like, if you're going to have Alex Maleev try and get Bendis. That was, like, an A-list version of what we were trying to do. It was yeah. more like... Yeah, I mean, yeah it's like, like try, yeah. try to get the writers with the artists and stuff. Um, and I was also in charge of, like, coming up with programming. Like, me and Adam uh, would... And I think some of the Wizard staff writers would also, like, pitch in ideas of programming. I moderated What year was panels. this? What, around what 08, year? 09. 08, 09. I was so I got, like the hot books right now were Astonishing like X-Men. Astonishing X-Men. Astonishing X-Men was X-Men. a big thing. Uh, yeah. I think one year later was going on, right? Uh, was that before? Yeah, no, they, they they just announced Brand New Day right when I got there because I remember... Yeah, it was 2008. Um, I was also... I Because I... Oh, yeah, one year later was way... That was like 2004. I was put in a... Six. When I got there, my office yeah, right. was the old publicity guy's office. So I'm convinced that people were just used to walking to that office and doing publicity things because I just got unknowingly kind of thrown into doing all this publicity handling. So all of a sudden I'm coordinating interviews between Garib Seamus and bloggers at the shows. And I did one, I coordinated one. It was a video one where the person asked Garib Seamus, like, so all this brand new day stuff with them, like retconning Spider, like, what do you think about it? He's like, what are they doing? Like he didn't even know that Brand New oh, Day was man. a thing that was happening, which That's I knew. Ridiculous, because that was like a, a, a was, hellstorm in yeah, the, the biggest. Community. Did he thing. just? So oh. not only did he not want to have a website, <laughs> yeah. he just avoided the internet completely. Yeah, and yeah, didn't, yeah. yeah, didn't know yeah. about comics. Um, it's a, uh, why, why do we need a website? Why, why do we have to cover comic books? Why? Don't so, we cover what anything? was the first like? When did y'all first started to realize that the internet was a good? <laughs> uh, place to like read about comics. What was like oh. the first website y'all wanted on to? I realized that in why well, I, I realized that in like oh five, which is way late. No, I because <laughs> you worked for Wizard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I remember using AOL's Marvel uh, app. What what was AOL was weird. It was yeah. a totally different interface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember keyword Marvel or whatever that was. And yeah. I would do that all the time and like chat. Use group. It was yeah. like a use group. They had like use groups, right? Yeah. So I would do that. Use but groups. like when I got to Wizard, we everyone there already knew like internet what the F. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I would do, I would try, because I love databases and I would try to go to every comic book review website and like find all the aggregate, like Rotten Tomatoes, like aggregate like 
what people are rating things and what things are popular so I would know because I didn't I couldn't read everything so I would like try to figure out what was popular uh, and then I that's where I first saw I think I fanboy and Newsarama and that's where I found out the CBR also had a website because I think I only read the blog at that point yeah um, but we were using like outdated Yahoo structure websites yeah. oh, really? that hadn't been updated in like 10 years. You could only upload three stories a day, no more than 10 pictures in an article. Uh, you had to coordinate. I ran wizardworld.com and Jim Gibbons, who works for Dark Horse now, did wizarduniverse.com. We have to coordinate uh, so who's, our articles. Who's posting a story yeah. today? Who's the most, what's most per- pertinent? Yeah, because yeah. you couldn't post stories. Like I don't think you could post a story on Wizard Universe and then five minutes later do one on Wizard World. It would have to be like an hour that's, and a half. That's so weird. It so was crazy. crazy. Yeah. You know what's sad is that it probably was like that for a lot of websites back then. But, yeah. And it's and now, thinking how easy it is to post stuff, yeah. it's so strange. I think boy looks to work on run on WordPress. Uh, yeah, yeah. say WordPress. Yeah, not, I love WordPress. I it's great. I never knew that's what they used to like got hired, and then I was like, huh. yeah. I WordPress only know it goes... powers a lot yeah. of Website, websites. Yeah. I think they run CNN too. Like there's there's a, a ton. If you go on like the actual WordPress site, they yeah. have the like client list, and it's, it's amazing. Very used, it's very very yeah. user friendly, yeah. and it's, it's a great place for like if you have lots of staff, they can all like yeah. log in and mm-hmm. do stuff. The first time I started. Jumping on the internet to talk about comics was, I had I've been reading comics for a while, or not? I, I well I, I I jumped back into comics and I found on this website that I had stumbled across called Ain't It Cool News. Oh yeah, was doing every Wednesday they'd have like these people the, the talk of, back League of Assholes, talk back League of Assholes, <laughs> Ambush Bug, yep. and um, oh god, what are all the, they all had funny names. Uh, I think one's name was, like, Lou Ferrigno, actually. Uh, um, <laughs> He's the specter yeah. over this podcast. Yeah. And he, they would just, like, they do reviews of comics. Ah. I remember that's when I first found out how that Jeff John's Flash run was supposed to be really good, and I should have been yeah. reading it. Oh, and, yeah. like, this is around 2003, I guess. I 2004, did, maybe? I ditched Wizard in about 1998 or 99. Uh, and so I had, like, from 99 to 05, I had, like, that was almost my dark, I never stopped collecting comics, but that was my dark period, I guess. Like, I didn't keep up with comic book news, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, my favorite books were Captain Marvel, Peter David's run, and yeah. Straczynski's Spider-Man. That's uh, how much I hated the X-Books <laughs> Oh yeah, early yeah. 2000s. That was Chuck Austin. Chuck Austin well, and Grant Morrison. And the, and the, um... I do a feature at Fanboy Right. Oh, look at the that! I the, love that the, feature. The nine like comics that came out nine years ago. Yeah. And one week, I I just I normally wouldn't post this many from one writer, but I was so amazed. <laughs> Chuck Austin wrote four. He wrote I think five comics, but I only posted four that came out all in one week. That's crazy. It was, it was like, insane. He had he had an Uncanny X-Men run. He had an Avengers run. Did he have like a Batman or Sp- Superman? He had a Superman on Action Sup- Comics. It was, oh. it, was, it, was, it was Superman. It was a miniseries called Superman Metropolis. Oh, Joe right. Casey, Joe Casey was on Action Comics at this time. Yeah. I just noticed because I've happened to yeah. read all this stuff recently. I love that article he took over. He took over... Uh, action in 04 yeah and wrote like eight issues and then ghost wrote three more as austin uh, Austin as jd finn which (laughs) was a uh which was uh uh what do you call it for uh yeah Yeah. pseudonym for uh for him but it was also supposed to be he he was feeling like he he felt like he was getting (laughs) flack because of his his name and not because the actual comics yeah which is and he also had that weird war machine with the new like digital art art on it and then uh, he had he he had it was he had 
two X Men books going on. It was like Exiles uh, and yeah, Exiles was doing X-Men. a crossover. Yeah, God, so well, don't he, forget Chuck uh, Austin also has art credit, I believe, on uh, Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman's run of Marvel Man. Yep. But people, when he people does. talk about him, the people that say seem to say that he, they think he's a good artist. Like he was he like, a penciler or an inker. He was he was starting with the, the pencil, but I think he started he jumped into the, like the whole idea of digital art. Oh, okay. And stuff. Yeah. He was one of the first ones that really started using digital programs to help do his. I got art. no problem yeah. with him as an artist, Joe. Yeah, because that so U.S. Draw machine. Books, what fine. is he doing? What do you think he's doing now? Oh, he is. He's waiting for DC to call him. When, he, when you hear DC hired Howard Mackey back, <laughs> oh, like, oh, I heard I heard on. a rumor <laughs> that he was on the shortlist for some of the new Fifty Two books. I don't understand. Howard Mackey, I guys, guys. <laughs> Is he I, writing Teen Titans right now? He's writing. He was. He. I don't know. He was writing. Was it Ravagers? Oh god. Yeah. I, I, think I, you're I right. forgot Ravagers. He hasn't oh, written yeah. a comic book in ten years. The last thing he wrote was that. Um, was it Morlocks? That that there was that mini series that Marvel did. It was an X Men book that it was just called. It was credited to Writer X. Oh. Or oh. Something else. Yeah, oh, it was. Always, was um, no. It was. Uh, it was rumored oh. it was Howard Mackey. Yeah. Oh, was the name of that? I just read about that recently yeah, too. I know, was and everyone's like, Mutant X? No, it wasn't Mutant X because they. No, 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 no. He wrote, he wrote that. Mutant no, 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 X no. was uh, Gail uh, Simone was writing that. Or Agent X. Agent X. X. Yeah. Well, this was the time no. when they were trying to rob 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 Lackeld of all of his rights. They were like, X Force is Ecstatics, Cable is Soldier X, and Deadpool's Agent X. Deal with it. <laughs> I think it was. I, I, I think there's a rumor that it was Grant Morrison was the writer X, and he was like, this, no. no, it's not me. It's it was. How, I think you're right. I think it was Howard Mackey. And it's like, why? I don't understand. Why you would hire a guy who hasn't written a book in ten years to do? Why aren't you going after good writers? Well, because I mean, the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, well, I mean, but look at who's edit, look who's yeah editor right there right now. Yeah, Bob Harris. Bob Harris. Enemy number one. I mean, <laughs> and, and also it's right <laughs> now DC. I did a long Twitter update about this and, oh, I, yeah. and I got a little bit of trouble because my, my boss at FM was like you know you, you work for a website where you, could, you could write that stuff out <laughs> oh of, I thought it was like one of those like hey we don't need to shake any boats here <laughs> no it's like what? instead of just doing throwing that <laughs> opinions for free on, on like 12 tweets just write for the sh- yeah. site we, we always want content yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's true like something like DC did I think DC did the right thing but yeah. they did it so fast, they rushed in so quickly that they weren't able to get good talent, no, and yeah. the good talent that wanted to work on it got frustrated and left either before it launched yeah. or throughout. And well, so it's kind of they're like the stuck same. with these kind of I don't want to say has-beens, but people that are still in the uh, the business, but they're not really they're not a draw exciting. to anybody. Yeah. Well, like Kelly Sue DeConnick, I'm pretty sure pitched for the new Fifty Two. So I remember, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, they passed, and now she's writing an ongoing for. Well, she's writing a series yeah. for Dark Horse. She's writing Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel, Avengers Assemble coming up. Does she have a third ongoing? I have to start? say, Captain Marvel, oh, that book deserves better art. I, I, I go don't there, go it, there. It's that that is a good book. It's a yeah, good I character. She's oh, yeah. a great writer. And I don't even think it's the artist. I think it's the color, whoever's coloring that. I book. think he colors it himself, which I, I do agree. I think that yeah. if it was different, because the pencils, I, I'm sure if you look at the pencils on that, oh yeah, it would be fine. But that is the that is muddier than Ultimates Three. Yeah, with uh, it's got some. What's his color. name? Uh, uh, yeah, who did Joe who, Mad? Who did his colors on Ultimates Three? 
I don't. I think it's one of those. Was it Lyston? Yeah, I think Lyston? it's one of those per, uh, those companies those... that do like a bunch of liquid. Yeah, <laughs> liquid <laughs> exclamation point. Okay. That was always the best when you see when you see like Loeb McGinnis liquid. Yeah, like, whose last name is Liquid? Oh, it's a, <laughs> it's a com- company. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's kind of like how DC was like, hey, Joss Whedon, make us a Wonder Woman movie. No, forget it. We don't want it. Eight years later, Avengers. Like, I think that's more, I, I think that's less Joss Whedon and more just, I, I think it's very hard to sell Wonder Woman yeah. to the modern public. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's a hard character to crack. Azrael's doing a good job. He's doing a great job with it. It's, <clears throat> it's weird. It's weird to me that we... What's strange to me about that situation is that, and I guess it's it's sort of that idea that like movie producers don't know who television producers are. Like they still yeah. consider television to be a lesser medium, minor league. Yeah. yeah, which is which is a insane, b ridiculous, and c insidious because there is so much money, and now it's starting to trickle backwards because you're getting great actors in great television yeah. roles because they're starting to see this British model of, you know, condensed projects yeah. that, that you can you can get these people in, have them hit it for a few weeks the same way that they would a movie and they can still go back to film if yeah. they want to. And I wish... yeah, I just it it saddened me for so long seeing Joss Whedon enjoy success from the Avengers. It feels like it it feels like a superhero winning a war like like yeah. we finally like like the geeks won one yeah because he, he can do anything he wants to now yeah but pretty it's much, like yeah. we, we always knew we always knew that he could do pretty much anything that he yeah. wanted to because every goddamn thing that he makes is brilliant yeah uh, wait what's your least favorite thing let's go there i'm just i'm not i'm not <laughs> what the josh whedon fan that, sure that I, I i like the avengers movie a lot i like it a lot I really enjoy. Giant I, I Buffy see the giant Buffy poster. <laughs> I think Firefly's good and fun. I don't. Yeah. I'm not I don't in love, love with Firefly. it. Buffy, oh. I tried to watch when I had pneumonia a few years back, and I see how I see why people liked it. How far did you get? Did you? Start I watched with the one? first two seasons. Okay. okay. I mean, halfway through two is when it picks up. Well, and it's not that like I didn't think it was bad. It's just, like, yeah. I see why people like this show. Oh, yeah. It's just not. Not certain when I've gone over this with people before how my, I feel about this, but there's certain writers they have their certain way that they write dialogue. Oh yeah, and you either it's just the way they do it, just like you either like it or you don't. And I I love stylized dialogue. I love I'm the biggest Quentin Tarantino biased oh, yeah. person in the world. Yeah. I love David Mamet stuff, but I don't like Aaron Sorkin. I'm not a I, and Josh Whedon. I think he writes fun plots and fun stories. But his snappy, jokey dialogue can start to weigh on me a little bit. That's yeah, fair. I can see that. That's yeah. fair. I do think that... Um, I feel like Whedon... I feel like Whedon knows where to apply it when char- to characters more accurately than people like Sorkin. Because uh, Sorkin, like, literally, every single character in a Sorkin thing talks the exact same way. Yeah, I definitely... As that Supercut proved, uses the exact same phrases. <laughs> oh, but right. whereas, like, I think, I, like, on Buffy, it's high schoolers, so I buy that the majority of the cast is way too clever. Uh, but, like, Giles talks a little bit... I don't know. He doesn't make as many of the same pattern. Uh, and I think Avengers... I, I don't really think anyone in Avengers talks like Buffy Summers. 
times. I, I it's I do it's I purely do. a taste thing. Like, no, yeah, it's, just, and I do. it's not like I don't I, I will never say Josh Sweden is a bad writer or director. Well, you just did. You just did. put the words on the board. I will say, I will say he's a bad person. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. what I, I, say. That's what I will say. No, he owes me fifty dollars. I don't. He is the only human being on earth that I can't. I cannot. <laughs> You cannot. I, I want. I will. I want. I can't. You'll start crying. I, yeah, it's these the the people. You know, I came. Oh yeah. Sentences. There's two. It's There's like two for me. Yeah. Who are your two? Oh well, one of them's dead, Mr. Rogers. I would have. Yeah. Uh, cried and said, "My friends met him when we were in college." Uh, quick, Mr. Rogers story. Uh, the other one's Stanley. Um, I will. I saw him across New York Comic Con like two or three years ago yeah. and started shaking. Uh, freaked me out. Stop shaking. Yeah. Hey, true believer. Excelsior. Yeah, the shaking standalone. His pacemaker press release? That was the the best thing I ever read in my life. Hey, true believers, the Generalissimo. I like how he calls himself the Generalissimo Of course, why not? In the new millennium? (laughs) Yeah. The Generalissimo. Anyway, continue with your Mr. Rogers. So, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers came to Penn State one year uh, to... Speak at a gala for Joe Paterno. We won't talk about that part. But uh, you want to meet as, Joe Paterno? Yeah. So it was. It, it was uh, as he was Joe Paterno. Uh, he's a great. Coach. <laughs> my my friends my friends were kind of hanging around where they knew he was coming out of the hotel that yeah. he was speaking at, and as he like came out, they were standing there and they said uh, um, that uh, uh, he he was he was walking towards them and they they were like oh Mr Rogers Mr Rogers it's so nice to meet you um, you know we watched your show when we were kids and you you influenced us so much and he just listened politely and looked at them and said well I'm proud of you and they just <laughs> cried and God. cried can you imagine what is it like as a human being to have that power <laughs> oh man. That like, guy. I met, great. My first day at Wizard, I had to call Chris. I had to call Chris Claremont and invite him to be at a, at a Wizard World Philadelphia. My first day, I have to call the man who. I if anyone mentions uh, the Chris Claremont's run on Uncanny X Men with Paul Smith, which is my like. I just, it just happened. I was listening to a podcast today, and someone was like, "Yeah, the Chris Claremont Paul Smith era of Uncanny X Men." I well up. I well up. Like it means so much to me. I had to call this guy. Uh, that and it, that was a, that was the craziest thing about working for Wizard. But I did get the pleasure to when I met Chris Carmine in person. It was the day that Giant Size Astonishing X Men had come out, and Joss Whedon had uh, jettisoned Kitty Pride off in the magic bullet through hurtling through space, mm-hmm. never to be seen again until someone addressed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris Claremont. I uh, was like, I I handed him Uncanny 168 to sign, which is the Professor Xavier is a jerk issue, which I think it's framed in my living room. I saw, yeah, I yeah. Saw it, yeah. Um, it's her up against the wall. And he looked at us like, oh, yeah, did you read a giant size Astonishing X Men today? And I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. And then he signed it with a thought bubble uh, coming out of Kitty Pride's mouth that says, you don't get rid of me that easily, Joss. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more surprised that what? Chris Claremont keeps up with. Modern comics. I think he was probably told by people. Yeah. Because uh, it was like the weekend. I think he was probably told, like, hey, you know that character that you love a lot? You just got... It's funny. This sounds like that was, like, right before... That's probably what made him be like, I'm going to do X-Men forever. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever the hell yeah. I want to do. my stories. Tell my stories that don't make sense anymore, but they make sense to me. <laughs> I'm Chris Claremont. He, I love him so much, but dude... 
I don't he, think I have a comic creator like that. I, 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 I th- maybe like, maybe Woody Allen. I think okay, yeah. Uh, What's your favorite Allen joint? Because that's what he calls his movies. W A J S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woody <laughs> Allen joint. Oh wow. Uh, I mean, the thing is weird. Is like Annie Hall is the best one. Yeah. But yeah. my favorite one, I think Stardust Memories is really great. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's the that's the weird one. Yeah. I took a Woody Allen class in college. That uh, sounds like the best class ever. I had never seen a Woody Allen movie, and my friends were like, we all signed up as a group to uh-huh. take this class, and so I saw 19 of them in four months. Wow. Well, what, what movie was in the theaters that year? Do you know? Um, is that Curse of the Jade Scorpion year? No, no. This was two, <laughs> uh, This was like 03, so I think it was that one with Jason Biggs. Anything else? Maybe, oh. or it was like the one right after that. Yeah. I think that's Because uh, Match Point was like 05. Yeah. yeah. So it was, what was before Match Point? There was those four before Match Point that everyone was like, He's kind of losing it. Jade uh, Scorpion, small no, small time, small time. Crooks oh. is kind of funny. Uh, small time Crooks is okay. Future Joe, and then um, Hollywood ending. Oh, Hollywood! Oh, I totally God. pushed that the, out of my brain. The blind director You're one making me my that one did have the funny joke of him like being handed the the poster and asking what he thought of it. and He's holding it upside down because <laughs> blind, <laughs> blind jokes are blind great. great. You should have been more than Daredevil. I think Stardust Stardust Memories is is my favorite. I like that. And one. I think Love and Death is his funniest one. Oh, oh. really? That's I the don't think we've watched that one. You know, I loved I'm... Hannah and her sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Mighty Aphrodite. I like that one. I can I can I can think of. There's very few that I hate. Like Scoop is terrible. I didn't see Scoop. Scoop is probably his worst. That one. was right after Match Point. Yeah. yeah. I hated Hollywood ending and Curse the Jade Scorpion. I couldn't Hollywood ending. I remember being painful to watch. Yeah. Of the earlier ones, I think like. Um, Interiors isn't very good, but that's because it's him. That's his first like attempt at a drama. Yeah, that's pre Annie Hall. It's like right before. It was right after. Oh, right after Annie Hall, I think. Or no, Manhattan. Maybe it was is... right after Manhattan. Okay. See now, Manhattan. I I love Manhattan, and I never really appreciated it. Like I thought it was like a, a good movie, but then when I moved to New York, I've always loved this city. Oh, but yeah. then when I moved here and watched it again a couple of years after living here, like I just. Fell in love with it so much more. Sounds Woody so pretentious. To I watched. Say. <laughs> I watched all of my Woody Allen movies in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So <laughs> I probably watched them in New York. That's fine. Back to comics. Yeah. Sure. Well, speaking of comics, uh, you are uh, you are going to be sitting in with us on our book pick. I am of the week, which we will be covering. And to let you know ahead of time, it is a mature book. So anyone that is younger, if you listen to this with your parents, number one. Uh, oh, oh god! That must I'm be sorry. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Really what's get it dirty. like? What's it like having an iPod when you're young? Yeah, yeah. Well, honest question. If you are a young person le- and you le- own le- an iPod, I'm curious what that's like. Do you regret having Twitter yet? Yeah. If I had Twitter when I was like 12 or 13, yeah. I don't want like all that public record. I kind of like the fact that I'm a blank slate before the age of like 18. But that's but that's a thing. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. It's sort of the same way like oh, like yeah. uh, when we were kids, that is like someone asking us you know, what's it like to be able to watch movies at home? Like, if I if I were able yeah. to watch movies at home... Well, those people were old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or blind. Or blind. Like or blind. Hollywood yeah, yeah, they would, they would hold is, their... That's a very sad story. Somewhere there's, somewhere there's a child with his mother, and he's holding his iPod upside down, and he doesn't know. <laughs> uh, but we will be covering a mature book. It's, a, uh, it's IDW's adaptation of Richard Parks... Richard or, Starks. It is IDW's adaptation of Richard Stark's Parker, 
Volume 1, The Hunter. I also don't... This is a question. Kids, if you want to go buy this, I'm pretty sure you could. Yeah, there is no... I don't think that even though books are rated M, I don't know if comic book clerks check that stuff. But this isn't. No. This doesn't have a rating on it either. It's just yeah, a, just go... That's true. I don't even think it's... Here, I brought... Where's my bag? I don't think oh. it says for mature readers. We just, we, the three of us just like <laughs> looked around like, where did this bag go? Yeah, the two of us it don't was, know what your bag looks like, but are still looking. Chair. I was it just was looking for a bag. Um, let's see here. It just says, uh, adapted and illustrated by Darwin Cook. Who, by the way, uh, is, is quickly, or no, has become a creator that I will blindly read yeah. or look at. Whatever he makes. Uh, speaking of anything them. he makes, are you reading, uh, Minutemen? Yes. Is it good? But I'm behind. I've only read the two of the issues. It's okay. it, it, I did not care for the concept of Before Watchmen at all. I read. You guys want to talk about Before Watchmen song? <laughs> I don't think enough people have. I want to talk about Darwin Cook yeah. doing Before Watchmen because it's great. It's yeah. I, I I think of it as like um it's like fan fiction done by the most talented. Fans. Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah, it, it will never cool. replace Watchmen. It's never gonna be as good as Watchmen, but I will. I, I bought several of them, and I've enjoyed, I, I liked Darn because he, he's also writing so on Amanda Connor's yeah. drawing. That one's great. I think the um, so far the uh, art in the uh, Ozymandias. Oh, Jay Lee, Jay yeah, Lee. Her crazy. I will say the art that. is winning over the writing on a lot of them, but yeah, um, they're def- they're fun. They're fun to read. They're well, they- not. They pulled all the cover artists, like, all the interior guys out of retirement, almost. It's mm-hmm. like, Jay Lee, when was, like, Jay Lee hasn't done an interiors book since, what, Dark Tower or something? Like, four years ago, maybe? What? Has he done an interior thing? Oh, man. I mean, Adam Good Hughes question. hasn't done one in forever. Well, he was he was working on that all-star Wonder Woman book that was eventually canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think he makes, I think he draws, like, a page every six weeks. Him and, him and Travis Charest must just, like... <laughs> Split time on the same art board, yeah. and they have to sign in. They only have two pins using... between yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I I think it's funny that like uh, to think about like Joe Kubert's last work is going to be before Watchmen. Oh, don't oh, say yeah. that. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's, I don't think it's. Yeah. I know I, some people like. I well, know that, that there's that, that one guy wrote that really yeah. terrible negative article about that, but yeah. it's just. It, but think, but that there's that's not nowhere near. It's just almost the same as. You know, someone's last work being a Batman comic or a Superman yeah. comic. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, too, like that. I I think that Joe Kubert's career too will that will be a footnote. That will be a trivia question. That what was his last work? Was that? I yeah. don't think that it's. And it wasn't even it, he inked yeah. one of his sons. It's not and like it's, he really, actually, it's yeah. a cool thing. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's not like exemplary of his work overall. Where it was like something like you know coming back to Paterno. I think that like. That what happened to him at the end of his career as a football coach will always tarnish everything else that he did. Yeah. For those you that know, don't know, that uh, the, there is someone that wrote a, a article that compared Joe Kubert inking <laughs> a Watchmen comic to Joe Paterno not letting authorities know that Jerry Sandusky molested children. It was a it was a very poor article. Yeah. In the, uh, it was it was basically the, everything that was wrong with the comic book internet summed up in one article. Which it was not on CBR or no, it was on Boy some dude's personal thing. Or, yeah, which I I mean I wrote an article in response. Oh, it was to on AinItDumbGarbage.com. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A I C D G. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It was. Sorry, uh, it was. Mother is listening. It, it was uh, written by Jack Dickfuck. Yeah. And we'll cut that part out. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want Pete. I don't want little kids knowing that Jack Dickfuck is out there <laughs> coming for them. No. What? Uh, uh, Darwin Cook is great. I uh, read DC New Frontier for the only time. I have the what? Absolute, oh, it's so good. I have I the absolute it. edition of that because um, it is. You want to sell that? Let's uh, wheel and deal. You can make a pretty penny on that. I don't know. So I that's don't know. I feel like I could. I feel right? like. I, yeah, it is. It is. I've I've considered it. I don't have the trades of that anymore. Oh man, I got it. It was all like on sale. There was a Darwin Cook sale. By the way, I don't have the money to buy that. So oh, don't okay. sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that makes me feel better. I'm like, ah. Uh... You should have made him actually take it out of his apartment, yeah. bring it somewhere well, in public. Well, the other thing too is, I also now work with your wife. So mm. were I to were I to talk you into spending money you don't have, I would probably also get the tar beat out of me. She doesn't have well. to know where it's from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that huge? Because that's a huge. It's, like, even... it's not anywhere bigger than some of the Marvel omnibus. Okay. Yeah, omnibus. it's like seven issues, but they're all like sixty pages each, or something like forty, sixty pages. Yeah, but it's, each. Yeah. I'd say it's yeah. smaller than my watch. I'd say okay. it's maybe about the same. I have the Watchmen Absolute. I have Absolute Dark Knight as well, and they're comparatively okay. yeah, the same, same size. I don't have any absolutes, because DC has not been my jam until I've been reading a lot more lately. Sure. Good. Um, Which I'm happy to hear, Brett. I can't wait till you update your top storylines, and <laughs> we get some of those X-Men storylines out. No, they're not, go- they're not going anywhere. They're not going nowhere. Well, this is something that Timmy and I had actually agreed on, too, was that there was no preacher in there, which to yeah. me, well, I, said I mean, the, the Gone to Texas is like number thirty nine, and that was like thirty five. <laughs> See, I think I think Gone to uh, not even Gone to Texas uh, uh, until the, until the end of the world. I don't think I've the got second. That. Oh my god, that's the second storyline. No, Preacher? I've read I've read that. Then. Oh my god, yeah, no, I can tell you, that's the one where you go from being like because I think the first trade of Preacher is good. Yeah, but it's the second one that solidifies this is oh, yeah. a great well, I iconic think, piece of comic book oh when they kiss as that house is burning behind them oh I my god I think it's the 7th issue cause the, the very last part of Gone to Texas is where they solidify like what the series is gonna be Yeah, and I remember reading that and being like oh yeah this is awesome yeah. The first six I liked, but it wasn't until he actually got like what the purpose is, and I loved that issue. Yeah. So that it won like issue seven's high score probably bumped up because it's an average of what the whatever. Um, sure. I think uh, I was gonna say it's it's um sorry I just lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> it's okay, we can edit it. I uh, no, but it's preacher's great. I I I am excited to. I'm gonna get Fury Max in trade when it comes it's out. It's not digital, which annoys me. Like yeah. Marvel, it doesn't Same put it on. Is maybe it because maybe it's because they're it's so mature that there's no content. I don't think they I don't think they've been putting their. Now that I think about it, has was uh, was Punisher Max on Comicsology uh, either? Maybe I don't know. Don't maybe because it's an ac- easy access book for young for young it's readers with iPods and Twitter accounts to get like you, you kid. Listen yeah, to you cannot read this on guys, the iPod guys, that guys. you have. Kids don't read comics. Please read read them. So seriously, we're guys. Di- we're a dying guys. industry. We are. Care what it is, just read them. We are preaching to ghosts, you guys. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but yeah, so so we're gonna be um, we're gonna be covering Parker, uh, which is. Which is based on an old pulp novel, a pul- or series yeah, I guess of pulp they novels. They made a movie of this. In like yeah, the 60s. they made did, several movies. Yeah, yeah. I did Donald Westlake, right? Is the Donald actual, Westlake is the actual author? Is Richard Stark is a pseudonym, mm-hmm. an awesome pseudonym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is like, part of me is like, why did you? Why did why, I? Uh, Jerry used to go to um, 
um, what's the crime bookstore? It just closed down. Oh, oh, uh, um, it was on, it's on, uh, uh Greenwich. Yeah, part, um. Was it Partners in Crime? I think it's called Partners in Crime, yeah. But, uh, they always have books and they're like, so-and-so, because I like, uh, yeah. I like Larry Block a lot. <clears throat> or, and they always have Larry Block and they're like, Larry Block under the pseudonym and this pseudonym, like, why wow. did, why did they do under so many... Pseudonyms back. Then. I'm well, sure there was like maybe you had exclusive yeah. like a magazine and you can't write for another one. But yeah, well, but that happened on Mad Men this past season. Or maybe you're Howard Mackey and no one wants to buy your work anymore. X. Yeah. Well, part of it was that the pulps, even into the '60s, had and even comics too. There were a lot of comics written under pseudonyms because they oh, yeah. were still considered sort of Don trash Heck. culture. Don Heck. Well, didn't Don Heck work under or no Warner Roth? Worked under a pseudonym. I yeah, think. yeah. I think that's correct. I didn't know if if Don Heck. That I don't was think the Don first Heck did. I, I think uh, it was Warner Roth. I think did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame too because uh, you know we we mentioned Tarantino earlier. Like that's a guy who I think was was critical in kind of elevating the idea of pulp fiction. Not, not even. Ha. I mean, even before the film itself. I see like, what you did there. <laughs> That's the name of his movie. Well, I got wait, it. That's one? the name of the uh, Pulp Fiction. Wait, wait, wait. What? No. He made the movie called Pulp Fiction. I see what you're saying. He That's... he like took the idea of pulp literature. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and it is funny because that was big in comics, and that feels like uh, crime comics. You listen to Ed Brubaker in any interview, and you'll hear him complain about this uh, for like oh, half the none. interview. There are none. Where they're like they're like crime comics are just. They're hard to get people to buy them, which is weird. If you turn on the TV, every TV shows a crime yeah. show or a, ho- a, well, like, show, yeah, I, or a hospital show. I mean, Gotham Central, to take it back to superheroes, but still, like, Gotham Central? Holy shit, why was I not reading that during my drought? Because that was, that and Edward, Edward Baker's Catwoman, like, those are firm superhero things, but they are so good and yeah. noir and crimey so and good. so... And I love them, and I wish that Sleeper, same way. Sleeper was read superhero. Sleeper. Oh, Sleeper is going to be like number. Is me right under like Dark Phoenix? No, saga, because that's number one. Your storyline. Dark Phoenix is number one. Days Future Passes too. <laughs> uh, I do not think that those will ever change for him. <laughs> no. Ever. Sleeper I'm is. I'm not saying Sleeper they're not great. But one of the best, the best. I mean, I love Criminal, but I think Sleeper I love Criminal. Is there's some so Criminal good. arcs in my top ten? I think there I think, wasn't. No, no but, but there's cow. I think you had we three. And you had... I, I that was it. Pull this up. Yeah, <laughs> we three, and then like the the last one was uh, Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore's Superman. If story. you oh, that, that's issues. If oh. you want to check out the uh, list that we are currently discussing, you can check out Brett's Tumblr uh, at uncannybrettwhite.tumblr.com. Uncannybrettwhite.tumblr.com uh, to see uh, a snapshot of the spreadsheet that he is pulling up now that we have mentioned many times on the right, show. There are no criminal arcs. I'm my top 35, which is weird. There are no criminal arcs. <laughs> DC New Frontier is number 14, though. Are there any Edward Baker books on that? There's not even Captain, his Captain America run? No, no, Catwoman, uh, Catwoman 17 through 19, No Easy Way Down, is the number 6. Entry. No Death of Captain America? No Rise of the Soldier? Uh, I haven't oh, read... Brett I, White! I haven't, I've read it. I When I worked at Books a Million in 2005, 2006, before I moved to New York, before I started this awful, awful thing of cataloging everything I read and assigning a, a how-much-I-like-it score, which is 
a stupid burden to bear that I'm putting on myself that no one cares about except for me. We all do it. We just do it in our brains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need the numbers. Um, I read like most of his uh, Captain America run in then when I would like go and get the trade and sit behind the counter and just read it and put it back. And I haven't gone back to uh, uh, read it um, since then, but I want to. I love Brubaker. I love Eyes uh, Iron Fist run. I love. I love. Um, I feel like I'm like. Try to prove myself. Back to Richard Stark's yeah. Parker. That this is uh, it's adapted from the series yes. Parker, which is a book series that has I think twenty novels. Oh in it. wow! And he's like he's, he's not, dead. He's I think he's he's only doing four. <clears throat> okay. So after there's three that have come out. There's the Hunter, which is based on the first one. Yeah. Which has been made into the movies Point Blank, uh, Payback, not Point Break, not Point Break, <laughs> Point Blank with Lee Marvin. And uh, Payback with Mel Gibson. Oh, wow. And I think one other movie that I forget now. It's been remade tons of times. Yeah, well, they've been talking about remaking it again, aren't they? Like It's a very... Because it's a very... Well, t- when we talk about the story, it's yeah. such an easy story to, like, modernize. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Criminal, wronged, getting revenge. Yeah. And it is... Yeah. There are no... Good, there are not really any good people in this story yeah. either. And then the Whoa. next the next Darwin Cook one he did was The Outfit, which is kind of a continuation of The Hunter. Okay. And then this past year, The Score came out, which is, I think, my favorite one that he's done oh, since. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Because The Score is, I feel, uh, feels, it's just a heist. Just, oh. he, it, you see him, like, him meet the guys, they oh. go on a heist, it goes wrong, and you see how Parker solves it. It's okay. great. This part, this, Darwin Cook is amazing. And I think New Frontier is one of my favorite DC things that, that company's ever done. Yeah. But I think this is where you see how good Darwin Cook really is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It blew me away. Because um, I just got into him. I remember he was talked about a bunch in 08 when I was at Wizard because we kept trying to get him to shows. Uh, but I, I just, when he did that, when they, when Comixology does those like themed sales, like time it to events. Mm-hmm. So when uh, Minutemen came out, they had all their Darwin Cook stuff for 99 cents. So I got um, Superman Kryptonite, which he wrote. I love that. Oh, I like that Tim too. Tim Sale yeah, art, yeah. awesome. Uh, New Frontier, Kiss Catwoman, which made me start reading Catwoman, which I love. Um, I'm going to have to get all these. He's a guy that understands the medium in which he works. And yeah. that's what's so exciting about it. It's sort of the, the same way that Woody Allen understands film. You know, uh, and and any great director understands film. Great screenwriters understand how to uh, create amazing visual visuals through their screenplays. This is a guy who understands how to maximize the impact of every page that you have. He knows how to tell a story. As I was reading through Parker, too, (laughs) I just imagined how amazing it would be to just have one of those pages hanging on my wall because if you yeah. look at them there's always this there is a story there's an individual story told on almost every single page that he draws so, uh, and it is just that oh yeah I'm also gonna say now that I'm seeing the physical copy in front of me I have the comicsology digital version which is great on my iPad but readers kids get your mom or dad or grandma or get your get your guardian to buy this for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, IDW uh, physically like actually buy this. This is the one thing I think. I'm, I think I know what you're about to say. I'm sorry, I'm jumping on. No, no, go ahead. But, say uh, it. Yeah, these are the cl- like comics you buy trades or you buy hardcovers, but these are the most that I feel like are actual feel like actual books. Yeah, yeah, like actual books you would find in a real crime bookstore or a real library because they 
there's even they're, they feel different than hardcovers. They have a nice hardcover yeah. with like the indented pages, where most hardcovers are a little bit have bigger pages. It's a smaller form, and then the page the pages are really great. The yeah, the pages themselves are yellowed the way that old pulp yeah. novels yeah. used to be. Those pages are about the same size as an iPad too. Yeah, yeah. Like iPads, just like a little, like a centimeter smaller. Do you remember the, those uh, like schol- they were like scholastic hardcover books that you'd have as a kid? They were always like small, like you know the the, yeah. the hungry tiger. Or oh the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> droopy puppy, or whatever. Yep. That's what these feel the like. Droopy puppy. There's one oh. about there's one about a puppy. Stupid I think it's droopy a, puppy. I think it's the depressed droopy puppy. Yeah, like it's. And the iPad, I think, I, I love reading comics on my Kindle or iPad, but these, and I, I read a lot of comics digitally that way, but this book, this stuff, yeah. this Darwin Cook stuff looks great on the printed Absolutely. page. I'm and again, have... too, that, that all looks like actual conscious decisions. Like, every everything here is put there for a reason, and he understands... Again, like Are how... Are we supposed to be saving this for the... Save it! You know what? We're cliffhanger. <laughs> you will be learning yeah. about this next week. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I hope we got people excited to go buy it though, because it yeah. is—it's one of the few things that when 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 a when a Darwin cookbook comes out, I am there the day of and I buy it. Yeah, maybe I, I'm like that with that Invincible trades. Yep, um, and some Grant Morrison stuff. Not all, <laughs> you know, but not much. Not much these days. Now that I'm older and more patient in my reading. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I ever gonna get there? I don't think... Yeah, it, you'll get there, but This stuff that look at... I'm assuming that's your stack to read. No, this is my stack to sell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how was, how was the Doctor Strange? Was uh, that good? Great. Can I see it? Yeah. I want to see the MRE. Um, well, while Timmy picks that up, yeah. I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, come back next week. We're going to talk about Richard Stark's Parker the Hunter. Parker, Volume 1. The Hunter. The Hunter. Uh, which is available on you know Comixology, Amazon, both... Could do digital if you got it, but the physical is amazing looking. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Brett White. You can go to mattandbrettlovecomics.com where you can leave comments, write us reviews on iTunes because that helps in some magical way. Uh, you can see me on Twitter slash the Matt Little, uh, lefthandedradio.com for our sketch show as well. Uh, Timmy, where can people catch you? I'm on Twitter. My name is Timmy Wood on Twitter, and I write for iFanboy. I do a series of articles called Comic Book Job Evaluations, where I take a character who has a job, and his, or his, his, his secret identity is a job, and I take another character, usually completely unrelated to comics, to review their job, and it's a silly article, it usually goes up on Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, I will have to write one when I leave here tonight, I don't know what it's going to be yet. I yeah. cannot <laughs> believe that we talked for almost an hour and didn't even like get to those, because I, <laughs> they're so much fun. Oh, thank you, Peter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love them. Uh, but you can check those out at ifanboy.com. And uh, until until next week, head out to Comixology or your local bookstore. Pick up Parker, Volume 1, The Hunter by Darwin Cook. Come back here next week when we'll be covering that. Uh, until then, Timmy, thanks for hanging out with us. No, it was a blast. I had a great time. Awesome. And we'll nice. see you yeah. next week. Yeah, uh, uh, you'll be sleeping in here, Matt. That's you fine. got the living room. I, yeah, I have night terrors. That's what I should warn you. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me scream out. Yeah. Don't be alarmed. I have day terrors, so we're on different cycles, so okay. it works out. Hopefully we'll get some. Yeah, yeah. I have butt terrors. Butt terrors. Stay in the bathroom. <laughs> 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 I'll let you. Know. <laughs>